Men, are you looking for a long-lasting, pain-free solution for erectile dysfunction or ED? Peak Performance is that solution. Our treatment has no side effects, so we don't need a speed-reading lawyer to read any legal disclaimers. <clears throat> okay, then what do you want me to do then? You can just listen, because Peak Performance uses a scientifically advanced technique called Focused Linear Compression Therapy. It's non-invasive, pain-free, and drug-free. Wow, amazing. Where do I sign up? It's easy. Call 1-800-210-8181 now to book a free blood flow evaluation and learn more. That's 1-800-210-8181. Is there anything else you want me to read, you know, since I'm here? You could read the website. Peakperformanceformen.com. Once again, that's peakperformanceformen.com. You're incredible. Thank you very much. Peak Performance. Man at his peak. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity, everyone. This is your host, Johanna Carroll. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. For over 30 years, I've been a spiritual counselor, author, radio, and TV host. And it's so fun to bring you some amazing, interesting wisdom keepers of our time on Dialogue with Divinity. So for those of you who have ever had the heart of an artist and also seeking that spiritual path to open many doors for you. I have the perfect guest for you today. She's an artist and an author and a really inspirational story, which kind of parallels what I did. She left corporate America, and guess what she did? After a stressful situation, she went into that search for balance and a deeper meaning in life. She found it in the form of an easel. And it's often been said that when we are in our creative self, we are truly in our divine self. So without further ado, I'd like you to welcome our guest for today, which is Pat Heidloff. And we're speaking to her from Florida. So welcome to Dialogue with Divinity, Pat. Hi, Joanna. Well, I'm glad to be with you and hopefully can help your listeners enjoy some interesting observations on life. Well, yeah, that's why you're here as one of our wisdom keepers. <laughs> so your latest book is called The Way We Go. And I really wanted to ask you, why did you write this book? I, I love the title, by the way. I think it's great. Oh, thank you. You know, like many of us, like you, I had hit a point in my life where I was overwhelmed. I was faced with many challenges I lost my job. I lost the sight in my right eye uh, from an accident. You know, my life was totally out of control, and I'm thinking, what is going on here? And in that process, I was led to uh, to paint with a friend and to write. And as I painted and as I wrote and as I journaled, I found balance coming back to my life and healing myself. And I regained the center and, and reawakened my connection to God, the God within and the universe, and it was like peaceful, calm presence that I was able to listen to within and make these wonderful, positive changes in my life. It was, it was such a profound, uh, enlightening for me that it 
opened my heart to write this book. Well, you know, I think we all have the heart of an artist in there somewhere, whether it's, you know, using an easel like you do or writing um, or just really journaling, which a lot of people do. So what's the backstory that really inspired you? I mean, it sounds to me like you really did art therapy for yourself and then started a whole brand new career. Is that correct? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I really was in the corporate world. I was the CEO of a nonprofit organization, which was very stressful. And I was entering my 10th year and hopping from the east, West Coast to the East Coast to the West Coast. And, and I, was, I keep, kept coming home telling my, my daughter, you know, this job is really killing me. And, and literally, mm. I came to realize that's exactly what was happening. And so I was looking for the ways to try get out of that vicious cycle. And uh, the good Lord dropped feng shui into my space. And along with the feng shui and clearing out a lot of negative stuff in my life, he also managed to drop the fact into my life that I was very, very left brain, very non-creative. And he opened up this whole world of creativity to me, which really served to balance all the negatives that I had been dealing with for the last number of years. And it just, I'd never touched a paintbrush before, probably um, three years before I started, before I I got injured. And that that was, that's 17 years ago now. But at that time, it's like this was all a gift. And it was like this wonderful world that just was exploding in front of my eyes and I couldn't put the paintbrush down I just loved what I was doing but it did so much more it helped me find this peace within this balance and it gave me a way to move forward with my life you know I can relate to this I worked in corporate healthcare, very large hospital systems for many years and then at night I really basically had two jobs. At night, I would do my spiritual counseling sessions, and then I would use my vacations to do workshops. And so I really was kind of burning the candle at both ends. Mm -hmm. And I do Mm -hmm. remember there was a part of me that said, you know, why am I, uh, (laughs) why am I here, God? And I really didn't get that until there was a retrospect moment. And the one moment for me was that I was very much part of a program that I helped write the charity care policy for free health care for millions of people throughout San Diego County. So once Mm -hmm. that was done, I call it my corporate crash, (laughs) fondly Mm -hmm. known as my corporate crash happened. So, um, you know, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but, you know, do you think everyone has the ability to be an artist on some level? Just a quick question before we go to break. Absolutely. Art is a technique. It is a learned technique. I mm-hmm. teach people all the times. So I do mm. sometimes group sessions or group spiritual sessions okay. where you, you we're gonna hold. Life. I need you to hold that thought. We'll be yep. right back. We'll I right will hold back. it. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. 
Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Welcome back, everybody. Let's jump into our segment. We were speaking with Pat Heidloff. And the question before we went to break was, does everyone have that inner artist that really dwells within? I apologize for cutting you off, but I'd like to continue that thought. Perfect. Uh, No problem. Yes, I believe everybody has an innate ability to be some kind of a creative person, although I'm not going to limit it to just artwork as painting, but you can create. And if you want to paint, you will learn the basics and you will be able to paint. Does that mean you're going to be the next Rembrandt? No. Or maybe. It just depends on how much you fall in love with the creativity as it flows through. You know, my theory is that really my artwork is my spiritual uh, thoughts within that flow through my brush onto this canvas and become oh, what I've created. And it doesn't have to look like a tree. It doesn't have to look like a bush. It looks like whatever you're either feeling at the time or whatever, wherever you've been moved. And we've for so many years been taught you have to color within the lines. It's true. <laughs> the, the freedom isn't there. And I, I really believe in the freedom of the artwork to give you the message that you're trying to transmit to others. You know, I feel that there's been a disconnect from that whole piece of ourselves. And unfortunately, I remember when I was a little kid, you know, I couldn't wait to go to art class. I just loved it, you know, and I'd love to go mm-hmm. out to recess mm-hmm. and run around. And then sometimes they had music, you know, and there was just so much of that creative expression that was just naturally 
part of my world. And I was very fortunate that my parents really encouraged that kind of culture. But Absolutely. when I look, I look at the world right now, it's very daunting. You know, I just feel like somebody's thrown a blanket over our natural abilities by not supporting it, particularly in a school environment. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I'm really concerned about it. It really bothers me tremendously. So I'm glad we're speaking today. Yeah, your your abs your your premonition is absolutely right in that children are losing a huge amount of the creativity in the school systems. You've now now you've compounded that loss, that cutback that they did years ago of removing the arts from the schools by adding to it electronic equipment, which mm. means you are now really left brain logical thinking everything is left brain logical thinking whether you're in kindergarten whether you're in grade school or when you move on to college and then on into the, the workforce everything is logical and left brain and binary and there's nothing to balance it that's why you have all of these problems of, of victimhood and not being in control of your life that's why you have communication problems you that's why so many of the major corporations that are becoming more sensitive to this are offering yoga classes and quiet rooms and creative spaces for their employees to compensate for some of this. The workforce is going to suffer greatly as a result of the subtraction of the arts from the schools because you're leaving behind this whole creative, innovative side of the human. And it creates a lot of chaos and unrest within the mind because the mind needs that balance. So if a parent is listening right now that has small children or even older children, maybe teenagers, and they're busy and they're working, it's, you know, both parents are working or it's a single mom household, how can they simply bring something? I mean, obviously buying your book is one thing, but on an individual sure. level, working with your children, you know, I'm on Facebook. I see a lot of fun little art projects that I send to my mommies that are out there. But is there something very simple that they can do to just keep that whole spirit and that light ignited? Um, I think there's a lot of things they can do, depending on the age of the child. You could get them involved in a photography class. You could get them involved in some kind of a painting class. You can at home, if you don't have either the, the financial wherewithal or the time to take them to such things, you can always make sure that you have a lot of these new coloring books that are out in the marketplace and just encourage them to color. You can get just big pads of paper and let them draw to their heart's content and not criticize them for it doesn't look like or what is that? What does it look like? It, yeah. Let them let their creative juices flow. I remember when my son, who's now about to graduate from law school, was young. He, I used to get like butcher what was called butcher paper on these huge rolls. Yeah. They were big sure. white sheets of paper, mm -hmm. and uh, we'd roll it out on the floor, maybe four or six feet long. And he would he would draw cityscapes for hours just mm -hmm. using rulers and going up and down and back and forth okay. and. Uh, there are just a lot of ways, and I really would encourage uh, parents to get involved with their children because the odds are good they need some of that creative downtime just as much as a child does. Yeah, that's true. So in your book, by the way, the name of Pat's book is called The Way We Go. Do you believe um, there are themes in your book that are relevant to the current news topics, society, the world, or just life in general? And, and if so, what are they? Uh, well, as I mentioned before, uh, just briefly, and I'll, 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 I'll give you some different examples here. We, we as a society need to change from victimhood, which is filled with pain, discouragement, depression, disbelief, to being in control of ourselves and filled with enthusiasm, joy, and inspiration. And so the themes that kind of are relevant that run through this book are moving from despair to hope. For example, you've had job loss, you've not had enough income, you're unable to find work. The book helped, the artwork and the words help inspire you. You move from helplessness and aloneness to encouragement. Being alone and lonely or losing somebody you just loved is relevant. 
moving from hopelessness to inspired to fear of an illness or no money or health care. These all take big tolls on your life. Moving from fear and anger to empowered. The threat of terrorism on a global level right now yeah, is actually that's a, big a, one. A, a big one. And people don't give enough credit to the fact there. And then moving from the chaos of living in a rushed nanosecond world to calm through the use of colors and shape and design helps the creativity expand, calms the mind. It's the color and design that are found everywhere in the world and just out in nature that are totally missing nowadays in creating some of that respite, that calm that we so need. Yeah, you know, I, I see a lot of people, which I'm very blessed, glad I live in Southern California. I see a lot, and you're in Florida, of course, uh, similar energy as far as the weather. I see a lot yeah. of people out walking, and, yep. you know, I, I they're really aware. It's not like, okay, I'm, you know, I've got 10 minutes to do this power walk. They're really walking and looking at the trees and the sky and all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're really connecting. And a lot of the things that you were speaking, you know, relative to victimhood, in you know metaphysics, we would say, okay, that's Piscean energy. The Piscean energy is codependent, victim, greed, jealousy, poor me, mm-hmm. life is really mm-hmm. stinky, you know, that kind of thing. And now we're in the Aquarian age, and the Aquarian age is about love, wholeness, wisdom, yep. compassion, and understanding for our own journey. And I think the number one thing that I'd like people to really get today is to stop comparing yourself to other people. You know, it's kind of like you were saying, even as simply as, you know, drawing within the lines, who cares? You know, on mm-hmm. some level, there are certain rules, obviously, that we do have to follow in society. And, you know, um, I also feel, quite frankly, people are watching the news way too much. Talk about too much information. I'm not right. saying that you shouldn't be awake and aware. You should be awake and aware. That's what wisdom is. But if you've thrown yourself into that cesspool of negativity and then you start you know, fear begets fear. So I really think even if you spend one minute looking up at the sky or a tree or you take your index finger of your right hand, which is all about the design of your future, and just start to draw in the air, at least you have ignited the heart of the artist within. So what do you think are some of the specific problems and challenges that you know, your target market face, you know, we sort of talked about some of them, but how does your book solve these? What's the solution that you're putting in your book that's really helping people move through this whole victimhood concept? And I'm not saying that some of these things are not real. People are losing jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, some sometimes the victimhood thing is played in the wrong direction because there are generally people who are hurting, who cannot pull themselves up. That's true. Uh, you know, yes, but in a free country, there need not be a victim mentality because you always have choices. And so in this book, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're overwhelmed with just the responsibility of life, of health challenges. The book itself can be used to help a reader clear their mind. They can meditate or pray. They can visualize their purpose simply by looking at one of the pieces of art and reading the positive words that are combined with that piece of art. It creates kind of this quiet, calm place where a reader can reset their energy flow. They can find their internal connection, that that peace that from God that binds within. The book is a fun read. You can read it cover to cover, but you can also use it to relieve stress and chaos by just reading a page at a time. And then you have the impact of the colors themselves. The colors are vibrant. You've had a chance to look at the book. You'll see where I use the colors of the rainbow a lot, whether they're in the form of a rainbow or not, doesn't matter. But it's the energy of the colors of the rainbow match the energy of the colors in the chakra in our bodies. And that's what helps bring healing to your body as the use of color, the promise of God to heal the world. So for those of you that are listening, a chakra is an old Sanskrit word that means gateway or doorway. 
And the teaching is that we have at least seven to 10 to 12, depending upon who you're speaking to, of these gateways within our body, uh, two feet above the head and two feet below the head. And so these are doorways. These are these are doorways to the divine, in my opinion. And so, Pat, I would also su- suggest to people that are listening that you can put your hand on your artwork in your book and close your eyes. And even though the visual will open the doorway for you, now you get to dive down deep into the soul to really connect to that creative artist that dwells within you. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We also encourage you to check out all the shows that are available at xzbn.net. We're speaking with Pat Heidloff. She is an artist and an author. Her latest book is The Way We Go. So, Pat, you have five points in this book about helping people really deepen their spiritual connection, which is part of the journey. I think, you know, we're all looking to walk through those chakra gateways and doorways that we were talking about before. Can you share what those five points are? Absolutely. You know, we are all on a journey. And we're just not in the same place. Some of us may be just beginning the journey. Some of us may be well into it for many, many years. Others have gone in, stopped, gone out, come back in. But there mm-hmm. are there are five things, or five uh, thing, yeah, five things you can do to kind of spe- deepen this spiritual connection and go on this journey with within. Life does not end just because we finished a portion of our journey. In other words, we may have gone through all of these trials and done all of these things and grown and everything, and we think. Oh, okay, I'm done now. No, you've just learned whatever message you were supposed to learn at that time. And it's time for you to move along. You've been inspired, you've been enlightened and transformed. But the journey begins anew. You're just now from a new perspective. Secondly, you become, to get to that deeper connection, because it's all about your, your internal connection to be 100% connected to God in the universe 100% of the time. So to get there you need to become quiet and calm, centered, and spiritually connected. In order to find your deep, eternal connection with your Creator and find peace, calm, and joy, you must quiet your mind. So number one was begin anew. Don't stop just because you think you're done. Number two is quiet your mind. Number three is schedule time weekly on your calendar just as you would a workout or a child's ball game or a dental appointment. Put aside time once a week just for you to go on your journey. Doesn't mean you can't do it more often. You can't do it every day, but at least once a week. Number four is create a mini sanctuary within your home that you can retreat to. And be serious about this sanctuary. When you go there, don't let others bother you. Give them notice ahead of time. I'm going to be in a quiet space for a while. Please leave me be. It could be a corner of a living room. It can be a mm-hmm. bedroom. It could be a comfy mm-hmm. chair. It can be mm-hmm. a keep, a, keep a little side table beside you with paper and pen. You can add stuff music if you want, even candlelight. But when in that space, let nothing attract you. And the note paper is there so that when you're done, if something pops in that's important, you will be able to write it down right away. 
And then number five is to allow the spirituality and creativity flow, become absolutely still and quiet, or focus on maybe some pictures even in my book, The Way We Go, that speak to you. If your mind wanders, gently bring it back and tell it that's not what you are doing right now. Jot the thoughts down as they come to you. This will be the best part of your week is this time you set aside to go in. You will be refreshed and you'll receive many answers from deep within. All you need to remember is that you are divinely connected, always have been, always will be. You just need to still your mind and listen. You know, there were many, many societies that came before us that understood this. Mm-hmm. And I think with the whole, you know, socialization and, of course, technology and all of that. But, you know, technology, there's a lot of good parts to it as well. But for those of you that are listening, I believe that what Pat is describing is what I call dropping down into theta. So it's important to understand that we have these different brain patterns, brain waves in our mind. Alpha, beta, delta, theta. Theta is when you really, I call it dropping down because you're slowing down the body. If you follow all these five steps that she's giving you, you're basically, you find yourself, you're not breathing quite as intensely. Everything slows down in the body. The body is a huge factory of a lot of noise. (laughs) So... When we go to that place, I have so many people, Pat, that say, I just can't meditate. I'm too busy. So, you know, I give them, and you would appreciate this being an artist. I give them a very, very simple technique. And all of you that are listening can follow this. So what you do is you imagine that underneath your feet is this beautiful gold bowl. And as you breathe in, you breathe in this beautiful blue light that goes through your feet, up your legs, up your spinal column, through the top of your head. And then as you exhale, you're going to imagine a red light going down, same route, down through the head, back of the body, down through your legs, and depositing it back into the bowl. So it's blue light up, and it's red light down. Why is Mm -hmm. that important? Because on some level, the color... The body, the mind is focused on the color, not the grocery list of a list of things to do. <laughs> and then something really fascinating happened for me once. I was um, I was getting some kind of a test done, and it had to do with the blood. And it was, a, you know, I could see the monitor, and I saw red, and I saw blue. And I said to the, the gal that was giving me the test, what is that showing me? And she said, well... She said, the blue is your oxygen, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So when we're breathing in, we're breathing in oxygen. We're oxygenating. And when we breathe out, it's hydrogen. That's the red, breath of fire, which we know metaphysically, spiritually, is called the breath of fire, you know, purification. So mm-hmm. all of these things that you're talking about, I know for me, if I'm meditating, you don't knock on that door unless the house is burning down. <laughs> Well, you know, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, you, you really, really need to enforce the quiet yeah. space. Yeah. It's, sac- it's sacred space. And also for those of you that are listening, we we're talking about children before. It's very important in your home to have what's considered a safe place to talk with children, even a safe place to talk with teenagers and even a safe place to talk with yourself or your partner. And so, you know, the, whether you want to create an altar there or like you were saying, a corner of the living room or and it's a place that has consistency. So I always say it's important to consider that this is a board meeting in heaven. You've called all your guys and teachers in and they know every Wednesday at eight o'clock for at least 10 or 15 minutes they're going to be present and I really do feel that that consistency and, you know, the time, the it, it's not necessarily length of time that you are connecting because meditation is really considered watching, you know, it's like watching a parade going by. So it's the quality of mm-hmm. really, you know, turn off your cell phone, turn off the, t- turn off all the electronics, which can be very disruptive. Yeah. So, and I really feel that the, The sanctuary is important, no matter how big or small it is, even if it's just, you know, uh, like you said, uh, a chair in the kitchen or in the in the living room. But it really is your time to connect with your yourself and your soul. And don't you think when people do this, 
that wakes up that creative nature of the divine that lives within us. I mean, would you, I, I just think all of this, maybe you guys write this stuff down, but eventually this should be coming very, very natural for you. And I am going to encourage you to include the, the breathing technique as with the colors that I just gave you. Mm-hmm. That's a good and idea. Do you mind me asking how often do you, do you do this on a regular basis for yourself? Um, I journal every day, which sometimes is my meditating, and then I work with the meditating as either as I need it or as I'm led to, because I I do journal every day, and every day I read uh, quite a bit of spiritual materials. Um, I work, you know, I I cross pollinate into three different worlds of feng shui and spirituality and the business community, so Mm -hmm. I'm always reading how to apply some of these techniques into the various fields uh, so that you can maximize this space. But uh, I, if I'm not writing, if I are not journaling or not painting, I, you know, I mean, I'm doing one or the other all the time. To me, painting is meditating because once I start a, a project, whether it's going to be for a book or whether it's a piece I'm painting for a client, I... I'm I'm lost. I mean, I really commune with the Lord during that time because it's the creative energy that's flowing through me that uh, I'm focused on. And when you're focused on something like that, true creativity comes from above. It, you know, you you're just drawn into this space of absolute silence, and your your mind is not roaming anywhere when you're focused on creating something like that. You know, I also think that uh, you kind of alluded to it, but when you are in the creative space, you're in the divine space, which is timelessness. There's really no such thing as, I mean, so many people, you know, kind of float away. But going back to the the meditation, you were saying, you know, you journal, your painting is a meditation. I think a lot of people have this perception that you have to sit in a yoga position and om for half an hour to be meditating. But there is a wonderful thing called an active meditation, Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you are in a place that you can not and easily drop into this theta state and go into quietness, you can also, you know, there was a thing in the Bible called the dance of the seven veils and, you know, the, the whirling dervish and all of that. And that's a huge right. spiritual teaching right. about moving energy. So I tell a lot of my clients, look, you're having trouble getting quiet and accessing your creative divine self. Put some music on, not heavy metal, obviously, but put some music on that you really love, that really speaks to your heart. You know, maybe it almost brings you to tears because you're still connecting. Just move around and dance. I have a woman who's a big runner, and she she finds that when she's out running, she's kind of out of her body, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's her meditation time. She said she really is very connected to nature and the animal kingdom there. So I think people have this understanding of silence does not necessarily mean stillness. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Meditation can happen while you're walking on the beach or while you're yep. walking on the golf course or mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. you're um, sitting on a, an old Adirondack chair watching a river <laughs> go by. Uh, it, right. it, it really doesn't matter. The, the, the thing is to quiet your mind. In fact, I find myself in kind of a strange meditation when I'm doing a long drive where there's no traffic present. Mm-hmm. Like there are areas here where as soon as you get away from more of the populated parts of the uh, state, you can go for hours and, you know, meet two or three cars on a freeway. And um, that some of my best ideas and thought thinking come there. My daughter is great about having her best ideas pop in when she's in a shower. That's very, very common because here's what happens. You probably already know this, but for those of you that are listening, when the body is doing something that's automatic and repetitive, yes, that's mm-hmm. when the soul can really pop in and say, okay, you know, you know, you don't need a lot of, you know, work on this. You know how to drive the car, you know, mm-hmm. obviously don't want to do this in traffic, you know, you know, when you're in the shower, some t- people, when they're having their tea or their coffee in the morning, it's very common. Those are their most brilliant moments and also 
in the middle of the night. I know for myself, I wrote two books being woken up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's because my body was really, really at, at rest. And so what are the kinds of active meditations do you think that people can do? Um, we'll be right back with that thought. Okay. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 
than 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Hi there, it's Johanna Carroll. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and we're in our last segment with our wonderful guest today, Pat Heidloff, who is an author and an artist. She's published The Way We Go. That's her latest book. And also, you mentioned quickly before, uh, feng shui is so easy that a child can do it. I really love that. I'm a big fan of feng shui. So first of all, I want you to tell people how they can find you. What's the best place to locate you, your book, and your work? Um, you can find me several ways, but to, to actually get the book the fastest, it, you can do it on online sources like um, Amazon. Okay. Uh, the Way We Go is online at Balboa Press as well as Amazon. Uh, the Feng Shui book is at Amazon as well. They can all be purchased on my website. They can go to patheidloff.com. There you can then spread out to the various sites because you'll see from that site you can access my inspirational artwork, my Feng Shui side, and my business side. So thank you. Amazon.com is probably the best. Oh, you're welcome. Place. But I need to tell people that past last name is H-E-Y-D-L-A-U-F-F. So remember that, PatHeidloff.com. So, you. you know, you came from the business world. I came from the business world. I still feel like I'm in the business world. But I'm, but fortunately, I am controlling my business. Sure. I'm not sure. being controlled by that corporate craziness that's still out there on some level. So how do you think leaders and entrepreneurs can really use a spiritual journey and their own inner creativity for problem solving and, you know, this innovative world that we're living in right now? This is a great question, number one, because I, I just finished writing a, a new book called 21 Ways to Increase Employee Engagement. And it's all about leadership oh. and how it's up to them to work with and help their employees to the next level. A leader's time nowadays has been compressed to what I call nanoseconds, yep. instant global communications, and split-second decision-making. So for them, a quiet moment to focus on artwork in something like my book becomes grounding and expands their creativity and helps them problem-solve and innovate, which is so critical today. Uh, another way an entrepreneur or CEO that's burdened with downsizing and a questionable economic future might focus on, you know, again, one piece of artwork, the colors in it, the shape or the design, to help open up their spiritual center, to help them draw strength or be more creative because leaders today are often not of the, might might still be from the, the uh, generation that is, is about to leave the workforce, yet they're dealing with all of these millennials and all of these Gen X and Gen Yers who don't know a world without electronics and without television. And talk about having to have them be creative to just communicate. And then the younger generation who doesn't know how to communicate unless they're looking down at a little screen um, is really challenging. So not only do you have these split-second, nano-second decisions, that need to be made and information is instant. I mean, if a, if a corporation has a meltdown, the world knows in 20 seconds because of the the whole spin cycle of what goes on out there. Leaders are really in between a rock and a hard place when it comes to this kind of uh, issues. So to them, spiritual grounding is very important to help keep them on an even keel and then to start to reach out and lead their people. You know, I have seen, though, in the companies that I would call more spiritually awake and certainly more progressive Mm -hmm. in that regard, um, which I really love. A lot of the companies around here, we've got a lot of technology down in Southern California. Uh, There's one huge complex, and they're they're working on a really kind of government contract-sensitive work in that regard, though, however, there's a meditation room for them. Yes. Part yes. of their employees' hiring package is 
They are given a, a free gym membership, which they are encouraged to go to on their lunch break, and they do. They're also in, they are encouraged to take their breaks. They are encouraged to go out and take a little walk. So I do, and and mm-hmm. also beautiful artwork in the hallway. So I do feel that those people who are Aquarian age oriented and progressive. Even those people that are going out, I think they're wise enough, some of them, they're wise enough to realize that, you know, it's a new ball game. It's just, you know, this yeah. is a generation that we've not had a lot of experience with before. And obviously, you know, our childhood was our childhood. But the reality right. is, um, when I think of like companies like uh, Southwest Airlines and Ben and & Jerry's, and I'm, I'm sure there's so many mm-hmm. more that are that are mm-hmm. doing that. I have a client in Canada, and, and I love what she does, and they're in technology, gigantic, global. Right. But right. when they have a meeting, they start it with a prayer. They start it with a meditation. And, you know, they really have this spirit of a community of unity, which I think is a wise thing to do, even from, you know, just a business perspective, uh, yeah, running unity, a corporation. Unity, right. Unity is so critical because you either move together as a group or you fall apart and fail as individuals. Uh, and right now, the engagement of, of the average employee, over 30% are never engaged in helping your business move forward. It's incumbent upon leaders to find out how to bring those 30% in the fold. Another 30% is only partially engaged. And then you so have we a portion... Have... Go ahead, You have a portion that are totally... Uh, not only disengaged, but fighting the success of the company. So, so there it's is, counterproductive on some level. It is what, huge. I mean, th- why do you think that is? Important. Is there a, is there a lot of resentment on some level? What's going on out there? Um, it's part of a societal issue right now. Of it's all for me, and this this is part of the social media revolution going on and it needs to be worked with its way through the system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a cycle we're going through and it will sift out, but the leaders need to be very aware of this. And there's all kinds of research published on this problem. I mean, if you think about it, the people that are being hired now who are used to communicating by text can't even look you in the eye and have a one-on-one decent conversation. That's got to be hard. That's, I would, that's mm-hmm. why the engagement problem is so huge and why the spiritual grounding is even more valid. All right. So we've had this huge women's movement in the United States. I mean, it's gigantic. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I'm a female. <laughs> I left corporate America after my, I, you know, I'm sort of definitely walking the path uh, less traveled by a lot of people. So what do we tell these women and men, by the way? that are out there that want to be heard in a new and different way and don't want to be part of this old paradigm in corporate consciousness. I mean, in terms of your book, I know you, you, you know, I really feel the five steps that you've given people, even if they do this once a week, even for five or 10 minutes, some kind of change is going to make some kind of a, a shift for them. And I do also feel that, the old paradigm of working at a place for 30 or 40 years, that's, that's done. You know, I feel that there's a lot, there's a lot of movement. The also, so these women, the women marches, I mean, I understand, you know, the women's movement. I was part of national organization of women for a long time. Definitely part of that generation of rebellion in the sixties. By doing your book, by following your five steps, and I am speaking to men, not just the women, how does that help them align with choosing the right corporate environment to be in? What would you suggest on that? Well, you need to find your grounding within first. And until you find out who you are and you have aligned your external and your internal, you will not be able to find the kind of corporation you want to work in. But once you have discovered who you are and you have aligned your actions with your thoughts, then it's much easier to reach out and find 
the corporations and the places to work that align themselves with your thinking. For example, if you're a school teacher, there is a great school on the East Coast right now when kids act out that are, these are like grade school children, mm-hmm. uh, they have after lunch a quiet yoga time. Don't do yoga necessarily, but it's more of a quiet meditative time. Yeah, I've seen that. And, it's wonderful. Yes, and it is wonderful. And that's exactly what needs to happen with many of these movements. They really need to get into different space because right now they're in a an angry and hostile space. And when you're angry and hostile, you don't accomplish anything besides creating more chaos. So you need to harness that positive. You need to harness the energy and be, use it as positive energy to create the desired results. As long as there's always a caveat to this, using a positive energy to create your desired result. Because part of that comes with the additional thought of bring no harm to others. And that's yeah, it kind of goes we- back to the golden rule. You know, everything that you're speaking about really reminds me, I, I wrote this book called The Lost Art of Loving. And it really had to do with self-love and the alignment yes. on a personal level, on a professional level. And, mm-hmm. you know, finding your place in the sun. A lot of people, um, not a lot, but I would say enough people wake up in the morning and they really dread going to work. I think I'm very blessed because I absolutely love what I do. And I know, and I know you do, too. And I, I really too. want everyone mm-hmm. that's listening to know that that is really available to you. You don't necessarily have to leave what you're doing but find the blessing find that sacred space you know and if there is not the higher intention within the company that you're working with that is in service on some level on and this doesn't mean you know that they're feeding the poor every day but that you know the end game that there's a higher purpose Mm-hmm. Then there's mm-hmm. wisdom. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. This is Johanna Carroll sending your heart a big hug and thank you for being on Dialogue with Divinity.